The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Monday, September 20th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer made pure. Uh, we also opened up the text line for you during the post game a couple of nights ago. We had a lot of fun with that, so we're going to open it up again for you. So the text machine is now open. I actually have to go and unlock it with like a little key and a little little lock. It's, it's about an inch. That's how secure we keep it. So the text line is now open at 304-523-2275. Of course, we're going to put it away today. Marshall lost to ECU at Jones C. Edwards Stadium in front of 24,800 and 33 fans. It was not a good outing for the Thundering Herd in that fourth quarter. We're going to hear from Charles Huff here in a little bit, but you lose at home after leading by 17 in 42-38. The fans are not going to be happy, and they were not Saturday during our postgame. So if you didn't get to hear Coach Huff's comments, if you're one of those people that went home, you left the game, Marshall was up by 17, and you thought, we're done, it's over, and you turned everything off, and you you went out the tailgate, or you left early because you felt, okay, it's over, and you didn't find out until later, or maybe you're finding out now, I don't know. But the Thundering Herd lost. So uh, Coach Huff was apologetic. I had one texter even say he was a little defensive. I'm going to let you be the judge of that. So, again, we'll open up the text lines this hour at 304-523-2275 to get your thoughts in on Marshall losing this game against ECU. Uh, Attendance a little bit better, but not by much. Again, as I mentioned, 24,833. I don't even know if I'm going to mention attendance. I don't know if I'm going there. That's a... That's a long, long-suffering sore point for a lot of people. Why can't Marshall get up to 30,000, 35,000? Why can't Marshall get more fans to show up? Well, I don't think it was the quality opponent this time. I, I think a lot of factors, including a new coach, maybe you're not sure about. Maybe it just costs a little bit too much for you in this day and age. So there are so many issues here. So I'm not even going to go there. You can if you want to. Everything is open for you, and so you can join us on the phone line or you can join us on the text line, and everything is open. I want your instant feedback on a few things. Uh, Marshall dropping in the USA Today NCAA re-rank 1-130. If you're not following this, uh, USA Today re-ranks every team. It doesn't matter you know, what you did previously, not, not necessarily, but there's a re-rank every week. And Marshall dropped down 24 spots to 56 in the USA Today poll. Now, this really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things because ultimately at the end of the day, none of these polls matter. The poll we care about is the selection committee's rankings. And once that comes out, that sort of, for the most part, nullifies everything in everyone's mind. But it's fun to see. And it wasn't fun to see Marshall drop 24 spots to 56. So the Thundering Herd's got a tough one coming up this Thursday. It's going to be Marshall and Appalachian State. I'm kind of working on a little ahead here now since we got a Thursday game. i got to get my notes done now as far as what we can expect from this game. And 
For longtime Herd fans, you know the deal. Marshall and Appalachian State competed against each other in the Southern Conference from 17, I'm sorry, it felt like 1776, but it was 1976 to 1997. And a match, well, these two schools have gone at it a while. Appalachian State won the first matchup 28-20 on October 1st of 1977. So, you know, Marshall and Appalachian State. Marshall joins the Southern Conference, and then Appalachian State first matchup is October 1st of 1977, and the Thundering Herd lose that one 28-20. Overall series here as we look ahead to Marshall and Appalachian State. Appalachian State leads the all-time series 14-9, but Marshall has won the last three matchups, including a 17-7 victory last year at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. So the Thundering Herd up there, but... Marshall has not had much success in Boone, North Carolina, against the Mountaineers. Marshall is um, three of eight, three wins, eight losses, three and eight in their attempts to win in Boone. So this should be an interesting game. We'll look at this game a little bit more throughout the day and the week. But we want to put this one to bed here with Coach Huff. So we're going to hear his comments. We're going to get your thoughts. Hopefully we can put it all to rest for you. And again, the text line is open now, and we'll do that every show at 304-523-2275. So give you a chance to do that. Uh, some other action this weekend, of course. Uh, it was Friday, Marshall in West Virginia, and men's soccer tie in double overtime. And then Marshall's women's soccer team fell in its conference. USA wrote opener Sunday afternoon, 4-2 against Southern Miss. The men will hopefully be back and this time not get a tie, taking on Akron this week. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. So soccer right back at it once again. Uh, that was a fun game to watch on Friday, though. If you weren't watching high school football, I'm sure you were watching the soccer match between Marshall and West Virginia, and that place was rocking. It was a great atmosphere. You had standing room only seats. Now, will you see that again for Marshall soccer? Will you see that the next game of the next game? I hope so. I hope you see crowds like that as Marshall is doing everything it can to increase capacity for you. So uh, all in all, it was an okay weekend for sports. If you're a Bengals fan like me, disappointing loss yesterday, and we will speak no more of it. We are passing on now. I do want to remind you we're here today at the Union Pub and Grill. Always on Monday, Union Pub and Grill, you get $1.50 bottles every Monday. That's why a lot of people like to check in on Monday. We're here as well, so don't forget, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. And, of course, you can watch Monday Night Football here tonight if you like. Don't forget, there is Monday Night Football. We'll have the radio broadcast if you can't watch it. Of course, if you want to come down to the Union Pub and Grill, it's going to be Detroit and Green Bay. That's an 8-15 first kick, so you got plenty of time to get down here to the Union Pub and Grill so you can watch Monday Night Football. And, of course, if you can't watch the game, we got you covered right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and 93.7 The Dawn. So when we continue, I want to talk about what Coach Huff said in the loss he had a lot to get into. He even apologized at one point, talked about the fans, and basically said, look, if you're jumping off the bandwagon now, it's going to be harder to get back on. So we'll have that for you. We will get your phone calls in. Again, the number 304-523-2275. We will take your text. You can text the program at 304-523-2275. So you can join us by text. Uh, the phone line is is 877 So we got a lot of phone numbers. I hope 
You wrote them all down. Program the text line in your phone right now, 304-523-2275. More coming up, including Coach Huff's comments from the loss on Saturday when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill, where our Monday specials, $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. Welcome back to the Monday edition of The Drive. We're taking your text this hour. 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. The Thundering Herd suffering its first loss of the season against ECU on Saturday, 42-38, dropping a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter. ECU scored 21 unanswered, and uh, there's a lot to process here. I know we've had a few days now to think about it and to move on as Thursday night is going to be Marshall versus Appalachian State. The renewal of hostilities between Marshall and its longtime Southern Conference foe. Appalachian State leads that all-time series 14-9. Marshall would like to make that 14-10 after action on Thursday. But that's then. This is now. And let's get you wrapped up once and for all. We're going to put it to bed here. Marshall ECU. Coach Huff opening up his presser on Saturday after the loss. And he pretty much said, that ECU found a way to finish. Um, hats off to, to ECU. Um, really hard fought game. They found a way to finish. Um, we talked about it all week, first two games. Uh, some of the things that, you know, I say it catches up to you when it catches up to you. Uh, and it caught up to us tonight. Um, really appreciate it and, and, and love the way the guys fought. But that's who we are. You know, we play hard. We play hard to the end. Um, and we didn't make enough plays today. That's, that, that's on me first and foremost. Um, you know, we, we got to find a way to continue to protect the football. Um, it's, it's something that's becoming a habit and we, we got to get it fixed. Um, defense did some really good things in the first half. Weren't able to come up with some plays in the second half. Um, proud of the way the guys fought, proud of the attitude they had. Um, it hurts. Um, but we got to move on. Actually, we're going to start a stretch and roll and have a mini walkthrough tonight. And then, um, I won't go home. I'll start watching film for app because we got a quick turnaround. Quick turnaround indeed. Thundering Herd will play on Thursday, so they're going to be traveling on Wednesday. So the Thundering Herd already getting a light workout in, and Coach Huff hasn't left yet. He has not left the shoey. He's still probably looking at film right now as we speak. Now, there was some question in the fourth quarter that maybe Marshall just um, either ran out of gas or just took its foot off the pedal, and the intensity kind of maybe – died down a little bit in the fourth. Coach Huff answered that question if the team basically lost its intensity in that fourth quarter. No, no, we didn't, we didn't let up. We just didn't make we just didn't make enough plays at the end. Um, we kept the same tempo. We kept the same game plan. Uh, we just didn't make enough plays. And, and, and when you don't make enough plays against a good football team, which we talked about all week, this happens. Uh, we, we didn't change our philosophy throughout the game. We didn't say, okay, well, let's try to eat the clock. Uh, we were aggressive right down to the last throw. Um, we came up short. 
uh, one game, I told the guys in the locker room, one game doesn't make or break our season. Did I want to win this game, um, you know, for the, for the young thundering herd and all the fans? Absolutely. Um, didn't happen. And that's on me. And we got to get ready to go next week. We can't, can't hang on to this one too long. So we're already on Monday. And so we're wrapping this one up. Hopefully they have already processed this and they're getting ready for Appalachian State that they're not thinking about this anymore. We, however, we need a couple of days to get over this. And one of the questions about the defense was how was ECU able to adjust to the herd defense? And Coach Huff had this to say. Yeah, they, they, they made some adjustments at the half to get the ball out a little bit quicker. Um, in the first half, they were holding on to it a little bit, which was allowing our rush to get home. Um, they made some adjustments in the second half to get the ball out a little bit quicker. Their receivers made some great contested catches. Our guys were there in good coverage, and they made some good catches. When you play good football teams, you got to execute. They executed in some of those situations, um, and, and we didn't. You know, We weren't in a bad coverage. We weren't in the wrong call. No one blew a gap. Uh, we, we, we just got to finish. You know, we, we got to finish. We got to be able to execute in the arena. Good player versus good player. Got to make the play. We didn't make enough of them tonight. That starts with me. Um, obviously, I got to continue to harp on and find a way to get some things corrected and practice in our preparation um, because it, it's, it's costing us opportunities, you know, as, as we play these games. So preparation, execution, these are things uh, that Coach is talking about. He's basically saying they got to understand you got to be ready. And so ultimately he's saying that's on me. I got to find a way to get them ready, but you got to execute and you got to make plays. That's what I'm hearing from him throughout this. You got to make plays. Now, there were some questionable plays. Hindsight, of course, you look at it from hindsight, you can always question every play. Remember in the fourth where Marshall went for it and didn't get it, and I'm sitting here thinking, okay, maybe – even though Marshall's up, Marshall's up in that game, and it's a nice lead. You're thinking it's a nice lead. I'm thinking maybe you take a field goal there. You know, instead of going for it, you know, you're up big. Maybe take a field goal, reset the field, just go ahead, get some points on the board. Marshall goes for it on fourth down, doesn't get it. So the next time Marshall's in a fourth down situation, instead of going for it, Marshall attempts the field goal. Okay, again, I'm with that. I'm okay with that play. Uh, that's what I would have done. I, I get going to fourth down and thinking, okay, we are in a good spot. Let's go ahead and go for it, and we'll see what happens. Our defense can back us up. But I like points. I like putting as many points as I can on the board, and if you can get a field goal reset, maybe some things didn't happen that did. Coach Huff was asked if he, he thought about going for it again on fourth down instead of that field goal attempt this time. Yeah, no, the first situation was a little different. It was still a two or three score game, you know, regardless if you kick the field goal or not. Um, the second situation, I felt like we had an opportunity to put points on the board. And again, you know, the first situation, we had a great play call. We got one-on-one. Um, good ball by the quarterback. It just came up a little bit short by Talik. I still love him, proud of these guys. We didn't make a play. I mean, that, that's that's part of football. Um, does it Does it make everybody feel good? No. Will he make that play the next time? Absolutely. I told the defense when we went for it, I said, I'm going for it because I trust you guys. And they said, Coach, we got you. So I'm proud of the guys. I'm proud of the guys. Just we got to figure out a way in those tight situations to execute consistently. Happens. Still proud of each and every one of them. They just made more plays than us.
Okay, you're detecting the theme here, making more plays. ECU made more plays. So the challenge is how do you get the Thundering Herd to make more plays? And that's probably going to be the takeaway from this. Now, it's a short week. We've talked about it. Marshall's taking on Appalachian State. We're already starting to gear up and get ready for Appalachian State on Thursday. The Thundering Herd, this is the return match from last year where Marshall won 17-7 here in Huntington at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. Appalachian State's a pretty good team. If you look at them statistically, they're not bad at all. And yeah, just doing an early breakout on them, yeah, they are pretty good defensively. Uh, I'm looking at them offensively. They um, they have attempted um, 113 rushes and they have got 540 yards on the ground. They've got seven touchdowns on the ground. They're averaging almost five yards a carry. Looking at them on the offense, passing. Um, they're not going to throw it up the way Marshall does. Uh, they have uh, attempted 90. They have completed 63. They've only thrown two interceptions, and uh, they have four touchdowns uh, through the passing attack. Marshall, in comparison, uh, here's the passing numbers you need. Marshall's attempted 131 passes for 87 completions, uh, six interceptions, five touchdowns, and so – Turnovers have been a key for the Thundering Herd. Again, this is just an early breakout of what uh, I'm, I'm looking at as I'm preparing as well as trying to get you ready for this game between Marshall and Appalachian State. At the end of the day, though, you, you look at them, and the only thing I can say is they're pretty good. They beat ECU 33-19. They lost to Miami of Florida. This isn't Miami of Ohio here. This isn't Oxford we're talking about. This is Miami, the real one. They beat them almost Almost, but ultimately it was a 25-23 win for Miami. And then, of course, they, they take on Elon and they dispatch them easily 44-10. I think this is a good team. The way they have played the last three games, they could have beaten Miami, and they could be 3-0 and right now. Instead, they're 2-1 like the Thundering Herd. Marshall goes into the game. Last time I checked, uh, Marshall was, uh, I believe, a seven-point dog in this one. So Appalachian State is favored to win this one. So it's going to be tough. But at the same time, they've got a short week to get ready for Marshall. Marshall's got a short week to get ready for Appalachian State. And so Coach Huck was asked about that. Hey, um, you're playing on Thursday. Talk about just having that short week trying to get past this game and going into Appalachian State. Yeah, we'll rebound quick. Um, we, we, we had a process all the way back in the summer. You know, we talked to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, their strength coach, um, I worked together at Mississippi State, and we talked about what they do on uh, Monday night games when they have a Sunday night game coming up. Um, so win or lose, we were going to have a, a mini stretch and roll tonight. Coaches were going to start breaking stuff down. We did some stuff in the summer. Um, so we had a plan. Um, the whole process has got a plan. we got a plan of how many reps we're going to take in practice, how many looks we're going to get, how we're going to handle it. Um, one game doesn't make or break the season. we got to move forward. Does it hurt? Yes. And I feel sorry, and I'm sorry to all the fans. I'm sorry to all the alumni. We didn't get it done tonight. Am I proud of this football team? You daggone right. Proud of the way they fought. Proud of the way they picked their heads up. This didn't make enough plays. It happens. You guys can go ahead and hate me now. I'm, I'm, I'm off the, uh, the old Huff uh, parade train. I'm, I'm like the rest of the coaches around here now. I suck. It's all right. Okay. Now, that comment aside here, you know, he's just been talking about the fact that you got to make more plays, and it happens. Teams are going to sometimes come in and make more plays than you, and I get that. I understand where he's trying to come from here, but 
again, uh, I had a texter say he was, uh, after that comment, that he felt that maybe Coach was a little sensitive. I, I don't know if, if that is the case or Coach is just trying to basically understand that, all right, uh, the honeymoon's over now. I get it. You know, people are going to start questioning everything. I get it. I'm just like everybody else now here. So maybe he's trying to diffuse that a little bit. But I don't think anyone actually has sat down and went, hey, I think Coach sucks. I don't think that's the, the overall temperature of the room right now. Well, the one good thing is that Marshall won't be dwelling on the ECU loss. We're talking about it because it's Monday and we're moving ahead to Appalachian State. Marshall's already moved ahead to Appalachian State. So Coach Huff answered the question about the fact that the quick turnaround is coming. Is it a benefit after a loss? Yeah, I mean, that, that helps. But, I mean, these guys these guys are hurting. And when, and when you put a lot of work in and you come up short, it hurts. And, that's, and I feel for those guys. I, I would have cut my right finger off if we could have came up with a win just for these guys. Um, but didn't happen. So I pick our heads up, got to look at what we can do to get better. And we got to be able to execute. It's a good football team we're going to play Thursday night. Really good. Um, so we, we got to be ready. We will be ready. Okay. You're hearing the coach. Marshall's going to be ready. Going to put this one behind him. We've got a lot of work to do, but we'll be ready for Appalachian State. And finally, for those of you that were in attendance, uh, you know, it was a pretty fun day for the most part because Young Thundering Herd in attendance. You got a lot of members of that team, which I think sometimes gets the, the short end of the stick here when it comes to recognition of their part and trying to build the football program. You talk about the the victims of the plane crash. And I I totally, totally understand why they get so much attention. But I think sometimes overlooked are the guys that were trying to rebuild this program to keep it going. And so you know, one thing that you can't complain about is the way that Marshall's bringing back former players, bringing them back, honoring them, making them feel like they're welcome at any time. You know, that's something that, you know, that's a nice touch by this coaching staff and, and this program to, to recognize and to remember and to honor and to welcome back. So there was a lot in this game. There was a lot maybe a pressure. I don't know how much the coaching staff was feeling it. I know Herd fans, you know, moments like this, these are special moments. And just like when Marshall would play the, the 75 game and, and wear the number on the helmet – you kind of put a lot of pressure on the team. Like, look, you don't lose. You put that number on, you don't lose. And so, I don't know if similar pressure here, maybe not to the extent, but a lot of those guys were back to, to be honored and to see what Marshall football has become, what they helped start or what they helped reignite. And Coach Huff recognized that. So he issued an apology to the fans, but he also at the same time basically pointed out that, look, it's one game we, we, we faltered. If you're off the bandwagon, it's going to be hard to get back on because we're going to get this thing going. Here's Coach Huff uh, wrapping it up at the end. Um, I apologize for everybody who um, you know, had a lot invested in this weekend. I fully understand uh, what, what this, this, this game, this tradition means. Um, we'll be better. We'll be better. I'm proud of this football team, though. I am not putting any person's uh, want to win any further ahead of this football team. I'm proud of these guys. I love these guys, and we'll be better. 
And anybody who wants to jump off the wagon, go ahead and get off while we're slowing down because when we pick up speed, you're not going to be able to get on. Go herd. So, Coach, uh, basically saying, look, if, if you're not happy, that's good. That's cool. You know, get off. That's fine. But if you want to get back on later, it's going to be hard because we're going to go full steam ahead. So that was his shout-out. Again, 24,833 fans show up and leave disappointed. Those who stayed, and I think the majority of fans stayed, it was an exciting game to stay and watch. Uh, had a good flow to it. You know, fourth quarter, of course, that was not the fun quarter for the Thundering Herd. That was not the herd quarter. That definitely was not the herd quarter for sure. All right, when we continue, um, Conference USA Players of the Week announced. Also, we'll take a look at what the league did. Let me give you a preview of what the league did. Not much. We'll talk about that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Stay tuned all this week because I'm giving you a chance to win three tickets to see the Thursday night football game between the Bengals and the Jaguars. It's coming up on September 30th. I'm going to give you a chance to listen. Give you a chance to listen. I'm telling you right now, you've got to listen, so I'm giving you a chance. Listen. All this week, we will give you an opportunity to win tickets. Uh, stay tuned right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Uh, here's the hint. Listen to the show. That's when I'm giving them away. So uh, we got tickets for that. Looking forward to making you uh, a winner. Welcome back to The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're here at the Union Pub and Grill every Monday. $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. You get that every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. Conference USA Players of the Week, UAB tight end Garrett Prince uh, winning the Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, UTSA's defensive lineman Trumaine Bell, the second-named defensive player of the week. The Roadrunners won in conference play. And um, punter Kyle Greenwell for UAB uh, earned special teams player of the week. Uh, how the league do? Well, L.A. Tech, La Tech, La Tech had an opportunity. They add to their score late. And they're winning over SMU. And then SMU gets the ball back. And on a last-second Hail Mary pass, SMU wins the game over Louisiana Tech 39-37. to So a heartbreaking loss there for La Tech. Conference play, as we mentioned, UTSA beat Middle Tennessee 27-13. And UTSA is going to be good. They're probably going to be the team to uh, match up with UAB for the West Division. Now, outside of conference play, Old Dominion had an opportunity to maybe show some progress. Instead, Liberty beats them 45-17. So Liberty could be just saying, look, um, you might want to add us to your conference because we're good. We will dominate it probably, and maybe we'll give you a shot at having a, an access bid. Liberty will spend its way to a, a level, and eventually uh, one of these conferences are going to have to pick up Liberty. If it's not the Sun Belt, it's going to be the American. If it's not the American Conference USA, they won it in a few years ago. Take them. Uh, Georgia State beats Charlotte 20-9. to 
Troy beats Southern Miss 21-9. Texas Tech uh, beats FIU 54-21. Uh, I think that was after Texas Tech called the dogs off there. Uh, FAU beat Fordham 45-14. And uh, UAB in conference play beat North Texas 40-6. I thought that would be a closer game, but instead UAB is showing why. They're probably the favorite to win the league again. And then uh, Texas thumped Rice, and they did call off the dogs, 58 to nothing. So Texas beats Rice. So Conference USA, outside of conference play, one of seven. That one victory is FAU beating Fordham, 45 to 14. I mean, Thundering Herd had an opportunity to beat ECU. You're trying to audition to maybe make a case that, hey, maybe the American should look at us. Hey, look at us, American. Instead, you blow that game. So next up now, you're taking on a team out of the Sun Belt. And, again, they're a pretty good team. Uh, you're trying to do everything you can to maybe make a case. Like, hey, look, look at us. We're here too. And if you beat two American teams, I don't think that's going to guarantee you get a, a phone call. But you could add it to the resume and say, look, we're competitive with, with your teams. We, we would fit in. The American, I, I think – is going to find out that the uh, Mountain West is not going to break up and then they're going to look elsewhere and it's probably going to be the Sun Belt. So at that point, what do you do if you're Marshall? Are you are you lobbying to maybe say, hey, look, by the way, UAB, maybe get us as well? Or are you resigned to the Sun Belt or maybe trying to build up a reconstituted conference USA, whatever the case may be? Uh, you look at the scoreboard, it was not good for Conference USA. And and that's disappointing. That really is disappointing. I mean, Liberty is good. Uh, Georgia State, Charlotte, uh, you know, maybe Charlotte could have won that game. I, I don't know. Troy beat Southern Miss, and Southern Miss is having a tough go of it. Um, FIU playing out of um, out of its level against Texas Tech. I get that. Uh, Texas uh, beating up Rice. I get that. So I kind of excuse those two right there. Um, SMU, Louisiana Tech. Uh, that's a that's a tough one there. So, I mean, I'm not sure if I'm excusing that one. I'm, I'm giving a pass to FIU and Rice. Those two get a pass. Uh, Old Dominion, Liberty, I, I don't know. I probably would have taken Liberty in that one as well. Um, I don't know if I would have taken Charlotte, and that's maybe sad that I would have taken Georgia State over Charlotte. Troy over Southern Miss, I, I probably would have taken Troy too. So, really, um, this almost worked out the way I thought it would. Um, I did have Marshall over East Carolina, of course, I'm probably going to lean towards Marshall in most of these matchups. Uh, I thought that they had a shot against ECU, and they looked like they did until they collapsed in that fourth quarter. So I'm going to tell you right now, I'm just going to be upfront with you and honest. Um, it's going to be tougher against Appalachian State. It's just going to be tougher. If Marshall can rebound and beat Appalachian State, uh, that's going to be a nice win to help. Uh, basically ease the pain of that ECU game. And, of course, if you beat Appalachian State, you still got to go into conference and, and to win the league. So it's not over by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think the ECU game breaks Marshall, but you don't want one loss to turn into two, and then you don't want to go in stumbling into conference play. You want to have as much momentum as you possibly can to get ready for league play because, of course, what can happen? Marshall can still go in, win the East Division, get into the Conference USA Championship game, win the Conference USA Championship game, and then what happens next? Well, not this season anyway, but Marshall will have an opportunity at a good bowl. 
that'll be it. That that's that's what happens. You win Conference USA, you get to go to a good bowl, a possibly good bowl. If you lose Conference USA championship, you go to a bowl. You lose to ECU and you go undefeated the rest of the way, yeah, you're going to sit there and go, wow, what could have been? Maybe Marshall would have had a quick look at maybe getting an access bowl. Not a possibility this year, I don't think. But uh, even with an ECU win, I don't think it would have been a possibility this year. But you know what? You're building a program, so that's where we're at. And I promise you, we're going to put this one to bed. We're putting ECU to bed. So you've got an opportunity to get your final thoughts about ECU in uh, I know we pretty much exercised almost every sim- single demon we could on Saturday night. If uh, you are a straggler to that exorcism, here's the number. The text line is 304-523-2275. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill. When we continue, we'll look ahead at what's happening in Marshall Sports. A couple of things happening. Uh, we've got soccer coming up tomorrow, and we'll take a look at what's happening across the country a couple of things I want to get into with you when we wrap it up with today's edition of The Drive coming to you live from the Union Pub and Grill on ESPN 94.1 in AM 930. Football is coming up tonight. You like the Union Pub and Grill. You like Monday Night Football. Guess what? This might be a great opportunity for you to come to the Union Pub and Grill on a Monday night. It's actually a... I don't know if I would call it the greatest matchup ever of Monday Night Football, but it's actually not a terrible matchup here. You, you get... You got the Packers, you got the Lions. I mean, so basically, you got Packer fans, uh, and there are a lot of them around here for some reason. And you've got uh, Spencer Atkins from Storm Tracker 13, uh, a big Packers uh, hater tonight because he is a Lions fan. So that's the matchup. You can watch it here tonight at the Union Pub and Grill. And of course, coming up tomorrow, you're going to be over at uh, Hoops Family Field, right? You're going to be over there. Number six, Marshall. The rankings have not come out yet, but number six, Marshall. I'm sure Marshall will move up. Taking on seventh-ranked Akron, making the trip to Huntington. Seven o'clock kick on Tuesday. Marshall now 3-1-2. and 3-1-2. The Zips come in at 4-1-1. and Of course, the Thundering Herd uh, going to double overtime before getting the, the – draw the tie with West Virginia. Thundering Herd played in front of 3,033 fans. And you had two top teams beat it. Yeah, just battle. I mean, two top teams, number six and number four go at it. Now, this one is number six and number seven. So it's still a battle of two top teams in the top ten. And Marshall, I think, Despite the tie, I think Marshall found its way again in that match. And so another tough test. Akron beat the Herd last season, and that was March 2nd. So it's not been that long. It was March 2nd of this year, last season. Marshall got beat 2-1 in overtime in Akron. So I'm sure the Thundering Herd would like to take care of some business in this one. And that's coming up tomorrow again. Are you going to go and show up for this one the way you went and showed up for the West Virginia match? 3,033 of you showed up, and there was a good group of WVU fans coming in and supporting their team as well. So, you know, if anything, I think you should at least be close to this. Uh, they're putting extra seating in there, so you have an opportunity to to watch the game. It's 
going to be easier. It can be standing room only, I believe, again. So can you support the Thundering Herd like this again? That's my question. 3,033, you went to go see Marshall play West Virginia. Now Marshall playing Akron, another good team. Can you go and support the Herd again and watch that match? So that's me. Um, Herd, you know, if you um, if you look at the way Herd's been playing, Marshall, it's not an issue of, of shooting. Marshall's outshot their competition 76-59, to 59, and uh, shots on goal 38-30 to 30 against all opponents so far. After this one, though, Marshall has got number 14, Kentucky, and then Butler on 29. So Marshall playing three home opponents ranked, three straight opponents ranked at home. You can't complain about the schedule. And, of course, uh, Akron is pretty good as well. Uh, four straight wins over Wright State, which is 7-1. and one. Michigan State, 2-1. and one. Uh, Robert Morris, 3-0. and oh. And then over number three, Pittsburgh, 2-1 and one there. Uh, Akron played to a 1-1 one and one draw with then number three, Indiana, back on September 10th, and fell 1-0 to Ohio State. So that is the schedule for Marshall and Akron. This should be a fun one. And so Chris Grassi will uh, take his uh, team to the pitch again tomorrow, 7 o'clock, again at Hoops Family Field. I'd like to see those lines again. You showed me you go see a Marshall WVU game, and, of course, I get that. Knowing this fan base, I get that. I, I get why you do that. Now, can you do it again? Can you go out there again and, and show up for Akron? That's the big question. Can you show up for this team playing Akron? And if you can, that's going to be great. I, I will be impressed if you see a crowd anywhere near that. But that's coming up tomorrow. So the Herd taking on Akron, men's soccer. And, of course, uh, it'll be – I believe it's going to be um, – yeah, that's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. If you can't actually go, that's going to be on ESPN+. Plus with a great great call by Jake Griffith. I need to talk to him, though. Um, he was using some colorful language uh, describing the, uh, the, the game. And um, I'm like – Jake, there's some terms I haven't heard in a long time yeah, on a broadcast, so i got to talk to Jake about that, the, the, the beautiful game it is. All right, um, as I mentioned, Monday Night Football coming up tonight. We've got that for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Um, interesting note, college football is crazy, and the Fresno State Bulldogs are crazy. They held the ball for 40 minutes, and uh, they had to basically hang on to beat number 13 UCLA 40-37. to um, they hit a 13-yard touchdown pass, 14 seconds left at the Rose Bowl. And so they rally. They rally. They won their fourth straight game in the series against UCLA. And so they are now the Cheez-It Bowl National Team of the Week. How about that? Football Writers Association releasing that today. They are the Cheez-It Bowl National Team of the Week. I don't know if they get a, a year supply of Cheez-It or anything like that. That would be a good prize, though. Hey, you're the national team of the week, the Cheez-It Bowl national team of the week. So uh, you get a, a year supply of Cheez-Its for your team. I would do that. That that would be what I would do if I was in charge of marketing and promotion there. All right. Uh, we're here at the Union Pub and Grill uh, wrapping it up. Back tomorrow, we're going to have Coach Huff's presser. His presser is coming up tomorrow, so we'll have that. And then later on that evening, it will be the Coach Huff show. And so that will come up on Tuesday because Marshall will play on Thursday. So the team will travel on Wednesday. So we've got the presser tomorrow. We've got Coach Huff's show tomorrow. 
and then the herd's going to travel on Wednesday. We'll have the game for you Thursday. Uh, we will go on at an earlier time. Uh, 4.30 will be our airtime for our pregame coverage of Marshall and Appalachian State. So uh, we're just throwing you a quick audible there. And then uh, we will hopefully have a, a good outcome on Friday. We can talk about the win and get you set for high school football across the tri-state. So that's the game plan for the next few days. But we will be on the air on Thursday at 4.30, Wednesday our normal time, Friday our normal time. And Tuesday, it's going to be all heard all night long for you because we are going to have our show where we'll have Coach Huff's comments from the media. And then we will have Coach Huff um, on his show probably say some of those same things. And uh, you'll hear it all right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So that's, um, that's pretty much the week. And, of course, then Marshall taking on Appalachian State on Thursday. Uh, we're going to be at Roosters for that one for our pregame, and uh, we will break it down. Uh, I'm just telling you right now, just doing, again, uh, early look at Appalachian State, kind of trying to break down the numbers. They're a pretty good team. They've got good wins. Uh, it's going to be a good crowd down there. You, you look at what they were uh, able to do attendance-wise. Again, um, they're supporting their team in, in Boone. They showed up against Elon, of all the opponents, Elon, they had 30,224 show up against Elon. Now, I, I don't know how important Elon is to Appalachian State fans, but against Elon, you get 30,224. You're doing something. Uh, that's pretty good. And, of course, um, guess what? We're out of time. We are going to uh, wrap it up here at the Union Pub and Grill. We will back here tomorrow on the air. With Coach Huff's comments, uh, we will preview this matchup as best we can. Marshall versus Appalachian State. That is all coming up tomorrow. Back in the studio, uh, happy birthday to Gabriel Sellers. Uh, he is turning, I think he's actually legal plus a couple of years. So, uh, Gabriel, happy birthday to him. Appreciate him as always. Back tomorrow, we'll do it all over again right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.